It's time to take the quiz. Five questions, five minutes a day, five days a week. Take the quiz every weekday at thequiz.fox and then listen to the quiz podcast to find out how you did. Play, share, and of course, listen to the quiz at thequiz.fox. I'm Jimmy Fallon. I'm Madison Allworth. I'm Bill Hemmer, and this is the Fox News Rundown. Tuesday, September 26, 2023. I'm Eben Brown. President Biden heads to the picket lines of Detroit, where striking auto workers have been off the job demanding increases in pay and benefits. Did the president give the union what it wanted? He's also walking a fine line. I mean, he's supportive of the workers, but not saying at all what he's supportive of in terms of their demands. This is the Fox News Rundown Evening Edition. News Podcasts Network. Hey there, it's me, Kennedy. Make sure to check out my podcast, Kennedy Saves the World. It is five days a week, every week. Download and listen at foxnewspodcast.com or wherever you listen to your favorite podcast. President Joe Biden took a flight to the Detroit area to stand on the picket line with striking members of the United Auto Workers, who as of today have been off the job at Ford, at GM, and at parts maker Stellantis, which is owned by Fiat Chrysler. For 12 days, the president visited strikers in Van Buren, Michigan. You deserve the significant raise you need and other benefits. Let's get it! Let's get back who we lost, okay? The president is often praised by organized labor. He arranged for a taxpayer-funded bailout of the troubled central state's pension fund to the cheer of the Teamsters. But no president has ever done this as he'd done today. Well, it is uh, history-making in in some ways in that uh, there's never been a sitting president who has visited a uh, a strike picket line. Jeff Flock of the Fox Business Network has been out on the picket lines and speaks to us from Warren, Michigan, north of Detroit. President Biden, uh, when he was not president, when he was running for president in 2019, did visit a line before. And then, of course, maybe the most famous pro-union president on one hand uh, was Ronald Reagan, who was uh, president of the Screen Actors Guild and in 1959 initiated a strike against the... uh, against the Hollywood studios. He later went on to be maybe the most anti-union president, perhaps, when he uh, uh, sort of almost single-handedly broke the uh, the PATCO strike, the uh, Professional Air Traffic Controllers Union strike in the early 80s. So it is, uh, it is the first time a sitting president has gone to the picket lines, and he was well-received when uh, he... he uh, uh, went to the Willow Run uh, parts distribution facility for GM, which is one of 38 parts facilities around the country now on strike uh, UAW against the automaker. Uh, this is a president who has uh, sort of solidified his um, uh, relationship, really, with the larger labor unions at the beginning of his uh, his first term. He did get a deal done that was a campaign promise with the Teamsters, and that was to essentially bail out their pension fund. Uh, and uh, that that I think is perhaps maybe paid dividends for him politically. What does this president hope to get out of uh, this visit, if anything, to uh, uh, to this um, to this picket line? And and would he would he get involved further here? Is there you know this strike has been going on for I think now twelve days. Any any chance the White House gets involved uh, in in negotiations? Well, not as easy uh, with private companies uh, for the White House to get involved. Obviously, uh, in the case of the rail, uh, potential rail strike, 
uh, you know, the president was able to inject uh, his secretary of transportation into that and help with the negotiations, uh, but only because there was looming, uh, you know, the federal law and the, the looming possibility that the government could order an end to a strike. Uh, he didn't have that kind of power here. Uh, and he's also walking a fine line. I mean, he's supportive of the workers, but not saying at all what he's supportive of in terms of their demands. I mean, famously, there is a demand for a 32-hour work week, which I think is a non-starter, but that's out there. Uh, 40% salary increase, uh, wage increase, that is something the union has held to, but I suspect will come down from. But the president hasn't said whether he supports those things. The, the other thing that he's trying to walk the line about is that as long, the longer this strike goes on, the more potential damage to the U.S. economy. Uh, and as a sitting president whose uh, economic policies are under some scrutiny already, that is not something you want to see go on for really long. And we just saw in the case of uh, the strikes in Hollywood, you know, they can go on for a long time. Uh, strike in Hollywood when people have other things to watch and, and all of that is one thing. But if you can't get your car fixed because the parts facility is on strike and you can't get parts for it, and if the car you wanted is not going to be able to be made because uh, there's a strike at the assembly plant, well, that could have some, you know, that's got, that could have some real impact in terms of those that uh, so far have been very supportive. The U.S. population in general has been supportive of the strike. We are speaking with Jeff Flocks of the Fox Business Network as President Biden visits striking auto workers in and around Detroit. On the Fox News Rundown Evening Edition, we'll have more straight ahead. Let's talk about what the workers are asking for. You you mentioned this 40% wage increase, which uh, sounds like a, a pretty significant raise. I don't think most American workers get 40% in, <laughs> raises all at once. Certainly, uh, the auto that's industry... That's not all at once, just by the, just by the way, Evan. Right, I, I, we understand that. That's but 40 that's, over, over four years. Yeah, but it's a number that's being float and floated out there of, of a 40% uh, raise. And, and also, the, the uh, auto workers didn't get to work from home really during the pandemic, I don't believe, at least not the way other workers did. So there, there may be some, some push and pull or give and take here between unionized workers in Detroit and, and the rest of the country who, who don't necessarily enjoy that type of, of labor atmosphere. But let's talk about what these workers want and what they're not getting. In addition to the 40%, which would be over a four-year term of the contract, and they would point out that they hadn't gotten salary increases of any significance uh, since 2008, really, since uh, there were the, a lot of givebacks around the, the difficulties that the auto industry was in then. Uh, they also the, Those cost of living uh, adjustments, which had been in place before, they gave on, uh, gave back. Uh, in addition, no pensions anymore. Uh, some have suggested that they would like uh, defined benefits, that is to say a pension as opposed to 401k, which is what they have now. Um, and uh, so, uh, you know, there's a number of issues that they, uh, or I should say benefits that they had prior to 2008 that they feel like they've been giving on and they would like to have returned. Now, on the other side of that, uh, the companies might point out that it was some of those uh, very generous benefits, uh, the, the companies would say were gener generous benefits, 
that caused the financial difficulties that the auto companies got into. And they're reticent at this point, even though right now there are record profits out there and there's money to be shared. But there's nothing to say that that continues uh, into the future. Uh, It's been a couple of really nice years uh, coming back from the pandemic. But uh, what does the future hold? And I think the companies do not want to be locked into a contract that puts them back in a bankruptcy position. And addition, they don't want to be put at a disadvantage to non-union workforces at places like Tesla uh, and foreign competition, which also uh, largely has non-union workforce. And you're you're talking about the auto industry bailouts of 2008, when uh, it will be after 2008, when the Biden administration, excuse me, the Obama administration, of which Joe Biden was a part of, uh, helped to facilitate. Uh, is there, um, like we said, this strike has been going on for 12 days now. Uh, what's the, pro- has there been any real progress? Is obviously the, the negotiations continue, but has any, has either side said, hey, we're a bit closer than we were a few days ago? Well, there was good news up until today, uh, uh, because the folks at Ford apparently had been moving. And UAW President Sean Fain said, because of that movement, we're not going to strike any more Ford plants. Uh, they initially struck at, at a plant each from Ford, GM, and Stellantis. Uh, the additional 38 facilities are both just GM and Stellantis. Uh, and so... That was, in some ways, a reward to Ford for having moved on some of these issues, though uh, no specifics about what those were. That said, uh, yesterday, Ford decided to pause construction of a uh, well, big investment that it was promising in a battery plant to be made in Western, uh, to be built in Western. Uh, Michigan, uh, in cooperation with a Chinese company, they'd taken some heat from that, but it was a $3.5 billion investment uh, that was supposed to employ 2,500 new workers. Uh, uh, Ford has said that they're going to pause that because of their concern about the contract and about what their profit margins might be going forward based on what the, the, the terms of the new contract might be. Uh, the UAW struck out at GM uh, over that. Uh, uh, Sean Fain, the UAW president, saying, and I quote him now, this is a shameful, barely-veiled threat by Ford to cut jobs. Closing 65 plants over the last 20 years wasn't enough for the big three. Now they want to threaten us with closing plants that are not even open yet. Uh, so what had looked like progress uh, now seems to not be there. And there are no indications that any great progress is being made. And the ability to buy cars in the future is what kind of hangs at the balance for everyone. Fox Business Network's Jeff Flock, who is in Warren, Michigan today. Thank you so much for being with us on the Fox News Rundown Evening Edition. Thank you. You've been listening to the Fox News Rundown. And now, stay up to date by subscribing to this podcast at foxnewspodcasts.com. Listen ad-free on Fox News Podcasts Plus on Apple Podcasts. And Prime members can listen to the show ad-free on Amazon Music. And for up-to-the-minute news, go to foxnews.com. Pull up a chair and join me, Rachel Campos Duffy. And me, former U.S. Congressman Sean Duffy, as we share our perspective on the discussions happening at kitchen tables across America. Download from the kitchen table to Duffy's at foxnewspodcasts.com or wherever you download podcasts.